From news across the world to events in your community, hear about it all on WKOK Sunrise on News Radio 1070 WKOK and WKOK.com. And thank you so much for joining us on WKOK Sunrise. Mark Lawrence here. Rob Center on the other side of the glass. He's going to take care of us one more day this week, and then we'll see him uh, next week during Standard Time. And guess what? He'll take fabulous care of us next week as well. On the news line with us now, Mike Piazzu is the Snyder County District Attorney, and he works with the Union Snyder Child Safety Coalition and is helping to make sure that their public education campaign gets brought up and uh, talked about and that National Child Safety and Protection Month is brought up. So good morning, Michael. Thank you for calling in this morning. Good morning, Mark. Great to be with you. Thank you. I really do appreciate it. I think this really has got to be brought up and talked about. Give us an overview. When we are talking child safety and protection, uh, tell us that we're starting to dig deeply into where kids might end up being hurt in our world today. Right. Thanks, Mark. The, the idea of this is that there's a lot of prevention work that we can do. There are things, accidents that happen, injuries that happen that are avoidable, preventable. If we can get the word out, if people are looking ahead and identifying red flags and uh, danger uh, flags, that these can be addressed early enough so that harm to kids can be prevented. All right, so let's talk about what some of those might be. Uh, we've talked about child seats almost obsessively, and that's that's a good thing. I think the message is getting out, although state troopers say when they do a safety seat check, they still end up with the majority of seats not properly installed. But uh, we certainly do have checks, and we're working on that. What else are we working on when it comes to preventing anything that could harm a child? This week, the coalition is focusing on sort of two sides of the same coin, which is mental health, uh, youth mental health and parental exhaustion, both of which can contribute to household injuries or self-harm. Um, with the isolation from the pandemic, a lot of other youth mental health issues are cropping up. We're hearing from the schools and friends in the schools, and even just anecdotally, that kids are having a hard time because the world has changed from two years ago. And issues that were already there are getting worse. Uh, issues that weren't there before are cropping up. And to have uh, to, to be on the lookout to identify mood changes, other uh, indications of self-harm, so that we can prevent things from happening. The flip side of that is parental exhaustion. There are uh, parents out there who are working two jobs who have been dealing with the effects of COVID themselves, maybe are single parents, maybe are raising kids, who uh, have disabilities, um, not to mention there's a huge population of grandparents who are raising grandchildren in this day and age. Uh, that puts a lot of stress on them. If they're not looking for supports, that stress can build up. And uh, we're looking for ways to identify that and just get the word out that, you know, to check in on friends and neighbors. Uh, if parents are, are identifying, seeing issues with their kids, mood swings, isolation, things of that nature to reach out for help. Well, it's interesting that the uh, phrase parental exhaustion was chosen because, you know, we have had incidents around here where a parent said, well, you know, I, I left the child in the car seat, for example, and fell asleep, or, you know, the child was uh, unattended while I inadvertently slept, you know, that kind of thing. So we know that happens. What is at stake? Let's suppose exhaustion, the worst-case scenarios when a, a parent is, uh, you know, not able to even stay awake or just as overwhelmed. 
what's at stake is you know the safety of the kids and that's what we're focused on if we can prevent just one of these incidents from happening um people are busy running around you hear every year about incidents where someone leaves a kid in the, in the car seat forgets they're there because their mind is somewhere else maybe they're working night shift and they fall asleep on the couch and the kids alone gets outside um things like that happen um if we can just get the information out there so that people are aware of it thinking about it taking steps whether it's setting alarms or having a friend check on them uh if they're in a position where they can afford uh child care uh in this day and age not everyone can and so we have to be mindful of that and have strategies available and supports available for those who can't afford child care or don't have family around or neighbors um they're uh, single parents if they're on their own there there are supports and there are strategies that they can use. Yeah, we certainly are aware that child care has gotten expensive. And child care, we have upgraded the care that's taking place at uh, commercial operations, but at the same time, uh, the cost has uh, increased that's uh, that's correlated with that. Let's flip back to mental health then for a moment. We know that uh, from our conversations with uh, uh, psychologists and psychiatrists around who, who treat adults, are child psychologists and or counselors who work with kids, are they busier too? I'm hearing anecdotally that uh, issues are up, and you know there could be a couple explanations for that. One is I think that a huge part of getting treatment or identifying issues is combating stigma, and I think that we're doing a really good job of getting the word out that if someone needs help, come get help. That we have to reduce the stigma because stigma reduces access and opportunity to get help, and so I think reporting is going up because that stigma is going down. Um, so that that's that's a silver lining in this. As a district attorney, when you come across a juvenile who's starting to interact with law enforcement, is there a through line for those kids that may relate to what we're talking about, child safety? Oh, absolutely. Um, number one thing we're looking for when a juvenile comes into uh, when a kid comes into the juvenile system is identifying root causes. Um, we're asking what happened, but we're also asking why did this happen? What do we do to go backwards and try to identify things? And I know that on your show and other places, people are talking about um, the idea of ACEs, adverse childhood experiences. You know, and it's not, it's not a shield. It's not an excuse. It's not a way to say, oh, I'm not to blame for something. You know, my job is safety and accountability, and I'm not forgetting the second part. But safety comes with preventing something from happening again, whether it's our treatment court folks and reducing recidivism through treatment or the kids who come in contact with us identifying issues so that we don't see them again. And that's the best case scenario, and that's what we're working towards. Are you encouraging us to somehow try to memorize that phrase that it takes a whole village and that, uh, you know, we can either call on individuals to help us if we need help or we could be the helper if someone near or we know needs help? That's right. That's a that's a, a great phrase, and uh, that Mr. Rogers phrase about look for the helpers. Well, you know, I'd like to add to that, which is, you know, I challenge people to be the helper. 
be the helper that folks need, you know, offer it up. Yeah, folks, I, I think a, a lot of people get an intuition that, you know, somebody is in need or could use some help, but uh, also act on that intuition that it is time for us to be the helper. National Child Safety and Prevention Month is here. Parental exhaustion and mental health, sort of the foci of the conversation we just had. What will we talk about when we speak to future guests next Friday and the Friday after, Mike? Yeah, so we're uh, focusing on different topics each week during uh, the month. Uh, next week, we're going to talk about safe sleeping, uh, fire prevention, and uh, a real tough one, child trafficking and child exploitation. All right, and we'll and, get some... Uh, Please, I would be remiss if I didn't want to, uh, I want to send credit out to some of the partners in the coalition, including uh, the Greater Susquehanna United Way, Evangelical Community Hospital, Pennsylvania State Police, and the Center County Coalition for Kids, Transitions, CMSU, the uh, Susquehanna Valley Mediation Center, and uh, not, but, not but last but not least, the Children Youth Services of both Union and Center County. They're doing great work. Well, and put uh, put the uh, the uh, Snyder County DA's office in there. Your whole office and all your staff are, you know, have a at least some of them have a tiny element of this, and some of them have a lot. So you're making sure that this is talked about. Maybe you can present prevent some future meetings of you plus the juvenile in in the years ahead. Mike, thank you so much for checking in. We appreciate your help and and all the work you do on this. Uh, we'll talk to one of the representatives of the group next week. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Mark. Have a great day. Thank you. That is uh, Mike Piazzu, Snyder County District Attorney on National Child Safety and Prevention Month. Uh, he is working with and is one of the leaders of the Snyder Union Child Safety Coalition, and they're making sure they do the public education, talking about mental health, car seat safety, parental exhaustion, water safety, uh, drug abuse, red ribbon week, child trafficking, safe sleeping. Uh, and they did have uh, some words about Halloween safety recently, so they're making sure that uh, child injury is brought up and talked about and prevention uh, becomes uh, the focus. So Mike Piazzu, Snyder County DA.